0: Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will speak to us and teach us, Lord. We don't want to make any mistake in the ministry, in our life, Lord. We believe, Father, that your word is our standard, is our way, the lamb that try the path. We know how to walk, Lord, in the right way by looking at the word of God, Father. We thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I learned from God that when we live together in peace and in unity, in any community, in a family, husband and wife and the kids, or in the local church, or any place, any community that have unity and have peace, the peace of God there, God really blessed that community. So to build peace, to build unity, really take some effort to do. It takes maturity and also wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Why we serve God? Why do we build a church? Because we want to obey the Great Commission. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, 18 to 20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority have been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you. You want God to be with you? You want God to be with you? always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Lately, God reminded me as a shepherd of the flock to tell his people about the Great Commission. He showed me in the past few months that it's so different between the believers who live for themselves, who just think about themselves, who live for their own life, And they don't care much about the gospel, about saving soul, make disciple, and building the church. The outcome at the end so different from Christians who say, "God, I give my life to you. I will preach the gospel." I will help people to come to know you. I want to see more souls go to heaven with me. And I want to get involved in helping these believers to grow up spiritually, to become strong and mature Christians. And they gather together to be the bride of Christ or the church of Jesus Christ. Now I look back in the past 40 years, compare my old life, Pastor life, my family with other Many families who claim to be Christian, but they don't want to get involved in building the church. They just live day by day for themselves. They may go to churches to fulfill their religious ceremony or commitment, but they don't want to build the church. When we look now, 40 years later, I know many people for 40 years. You can see the outcome is different. God saved us, healed us, we are healthy, we are blessed. God really take care of people who participate in the Great Commission. So what are you doing in your city? It's about, not just about, yeah, I serve God, I serve God. No, no, no. The whole thing is saving soul, Amen. making disciples, Amen. building his church. Amen. And you do everything, you use everything in your life, your time, your energy, your finances, your gift, your talents, your personality, your experiences, and your heart passion to build the church of Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, 18 say, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. The power of Hades shall not conquer the work, the worker, And the ministry that built the church the Lord Jesus Christ called us to build the church in each city and that is the Great Commission and we should live for the two things the Great Commandments there are two great commandments love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your spirit and your strength and love your neighbor as yourself that is the first the important commandments, two commandments. Two, the great commission is to preach the gospel, save soul, and build the church. And we want to build the body of Christ, the community of believers. We are the body builder. We are not the body destroyer. We want to build the body of Christ. But while we are building the body of Christ, we will face some conflicts, some misunderstandings, and some difficulties in relationships with other people. Because we came from different backgrounds, cultures, languages, and also the way we were trained when we were young. We all have different gifts and passions and talents. So when people of different personality and background come to stay together, we're going to face some conflicts and some Relationship problems, and we need to make sure that we are the peacemakers, we are not the peace destroyers. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 9: Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. How many people want to be blessed by God? (laughs) One of the conditions to be blessed by God is to be peacemakers. So you want to build peace in the home, in the community. You make decision, I will do everything to build unity and peace in this place. You want to do that. Why do we have conflicts? Why do we have discord and fighting and quarreling in the church? This happened to a lot of churches quarreling, discord, fighting, division, hated, hating each other, and this kind of thing make a lot of young people stumble and walk away from God, walk away from the church. I notice a lot of people in America walk away from the church because they see the mess, the conflicts and the fighting in the church. We don't want that to, to happen at all. And we need to look at what are the causes of these conflicts, of this fighting, of this this discord it's so clear. The problem comes from sinful nature. Everyone still have sinful nature. Selfishness, pride, sinful behavior. A lot of problems happen in the church because people still walk in sin. In Romans chapter 6, verses 5 to 23. If we have been United with him, with Jesus, like this in his death. Talking about Jesus died at the cross and we unite with him in his death. We will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self, the sinful nature, was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So God tried to show us how Jesus minister, he died to sin, and he lived for God. We need to follow the way he showed us example. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Wow, very powerful scripture here. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under the grace. Sometimes people quote that I am under the grace so I can sin. I can do whatever I want because God is going to forgive me at any time. Actually, that is a wrong quote from the Bible. Actually, the Bible says no, by no means. We don't sin even though we are under the grace. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as slave, you are slave to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slave to sin, which leads to death or to obedience, Obedience to the Lord and to God, to his word, which leads to righteousness. But thank be to God that though you used to be slave to sin, you wholeheartedly obey the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slave to righteousness. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves, the sinful nature. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them your parts of the body in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slave to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things you were now ashamed of? This thing result in death, Sin result in death, in division, breaking up the community, fighting, and sickness, and curse, and disease. Sin is not good. We don't want to get involved with sin at all. And if you have become slave to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I read all this scripture to you to show that in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul warned the believers, Hey guys, we used to live in sin. We used to be slaves to selfishness, to fighting, to jealousy, to hatred, to division, to discord. We used to allow the sinful nature to fight. Before I became a Christian, I was one of the Thai men, Thai people who love to gossip, who love to be jealous against people. I love to be selfish, to do things for myself. But thank God I died to that old life with Christ at the cross already. I died. And now I have been resurrected to live with Jesus Christ. I used to love money. I remember when I first started to come to Seattle, and the Lord told me, why don't you serve me and start a church? Every time I heard that voice in my spirit, my heart start to pump, beat. You know why? Not because I'm afraid to be a pastor, but because I was afraid that I cannot make a lot of money because I have to serve God now, I have to be a pastor, so I still love money at the beginning. But I die to that love of money, I'm going to love God more than anything else. I crucified my love of money on the cross with Jesus Christ. I crucified the selfishness, the worldliness in my life, the sinful nature. I like what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, you can see that the teaching must have two or three witnesses. We have many scriptures to support. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer that I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We live for Jesus Christ. We're going to say no to the sinful nature. Amen? So from today on, if you want to build the community of God, one of the most important things in your life is that you need to to crucify yourself. Let me repeat one more time. One of the most important things in building the church and leading the church is that you need to crucify yourself. You need to die to sin with Jesus Christ. Anything that happened in your life, whatever you do, whatever you say. I give you an example. Yesterday, I took somebody out for dinner with Pastor Da, And that couple start to gossip about somebody that we know. For a long time, how bad, what happened. I was sitting there with Pastor da, listening to this gossiping. And my flesh would like to join the gossiping. Because I knew too, what happened to these people. I knew. Very well. But I said, no, 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 no. I'm a servant of God. I am a child of the living God. I'm the righteous man. I and my wife shut our mouth. We didn't say anything. Actually, we knew a lot of things about those people that they talk about. But we just shut our mouth and say, no, I'm not going to say anything. We just smiled and we say, we pray for them. We did not want to get involved in gossiping. Uh, We we did not want to get involved with the things that Romans chapter 10 say. If you love, you do no harm to your neighbors. If I gossip, I harm my neighbors. We will not cheat. We will not gossip. We will not cause any damage to anybody. I'm really, all the time, crucify my flesh, die to my flesh, and say no to the flesh. I don't want to use my mouth, my ears, my body to be the slave to sin. I want to be slave to righteousness. I want to live for Jesus Christ. I pray that after this weekend you all make the decision. I will not say this way. Hey, this is the way Pastor Lao is. I love to gossip. I gotta gossip anyway. This is the way I am. I'm from Thailand. Gossiping is fun. I'm not gonna do that. I die. Pastor Lau, the old Thai man, already dead. I'm not going to walk in the old way. I'm going to walk in Jesus' way. You need to look at yourself as a dead person. And now you're alive with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Everyone say, I am dead. I I have been crucified crucified with Jesus Christ. The life that I live right now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, we need to make sure that we're going to build the church and the community of God by the Spirit, by righteousness and holiness. We are not going to be involved with any sinful habits and practice in the church. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verses 14 to 15, the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself if you keep on biting and devouring each other. Why the church get into trouble? Because we keep biting and devouring each other. This happened in the New Testament time, in the time of Apostle Paul. Now I understand why did God ask the Apostle Paul to write this letter? Because he knows this will happen again in the 21st century. (laughs) So we have to read the same thing again. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. We don't want to destroy each other. The church should be the place of peace, life, blessing, Is that right? Actually, I want to encourage all of you that you pray that God is going to send a lot of young people, kids into your church, that they can see your good example because our generation is going to be gone. We will die one day. Yes, some of you may live 120 years. Some of you may live 110 years like Joseph. Joseph lived 110 years. Moses lived 120 years. Job lived 140 years. You may live many years, but you're going to die anyway. We need to think about the next generation. We need to train the next generation by being good example to them. The next generation will not see the biting, the devouring, the gossiping, the fighting, the hatred, and the division here and there. Your group, my group, all these things are the works of the flesh. And it's the manifestation of the presence of Satan. I want to be a gatekeeper. If I practice biting, devouring, gossiping and hatred and division, I'm not a gatekeeper because I open the door for the devil to come into my church because I'm following his way so the devil will come into my family. I'm glad that my three children love each other very much. All of my three children, my son, my two daughters, they love each other. No division in my house. That's why it's hard for the devil to come in. We have peace in the house. We practice the spiritual thing, not the carnal thing. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. It's so important, you know, to really watch ourselves all the time. You remember Jesus said, be watchful. Jesus said, be alert, be vigilant, because the devil is a roaring lion, and you look for people to devour. We need to be watchful and alert all the time. What I'm thinking right now, what I am praying about, what I am talking, doing, is it sinful? Is it the flesh? Or is it the spirit? Capital S-P-I-R-I-T. Do we walk in the flesh or do we walk in the spirit? I produce a series of teaching called Walking in the Spirit, I think. Walking in the Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 26 say, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature? They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. What you want, maybe you want to gossip. You say, no, 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 I'm not going to gossip. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry. Nowadays, you may not have an idol, but you worship money. And witchcraft, hatred, do you hate people in the church? You don't like somebody? Discord, fighting, division, jealousy. Oh, Pastor Tyson preached better than me. Mm, I don't like this young man. I'm jealous of him. Now, wow, Pastor Caesar is more popular than me. Mm, I need to get rid of him. Jealousy, fits of rage selfish ambition. I want to be something selfishly. Dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warned you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Do you have love in the church? Can people feel love in the church? Can people see the joyful face? Can people see that you're so joyful? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control, okay? Mm, You want to say something? Mm -hmm. Self-control your mouth. You want to retaliate back? Mm. Don't do it. Self-control. Sometimes our flesh, we want to shoot it. Mm. Don't do it. Control. Don't shoot. Don't retaliate. Let God handle the situation. Yeah. The battle is the Lord's, not yours. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. On the way here, Pastor Dan and I were talking about this church in the past 30-something years. Sometimes some members really caused trouble in this church, and we have seen it, but we did not fight at all. We did not gossip about that member. We did not do anything. We still love. We still show kindness to that member. And we say, God, you're going to fight the battle for us. We are not going to be a bad guy to do something to hurt this person. And you know what? God took care. God took that person out. We didn't do anything. That person left. And we did not get involved in fighting with that person gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified again, crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, how many people live by the Spirit? Do you live by the Spirit? Let us keep in step with the Spirit, keep walking with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, act arrogantly, provoking and envying each other. My dear brothers and sisters, don't be arrogant. Be humble. When you are humble, it means this way. It doesn't mean you don't have good things in your life. You have. But you recognize that all these good things come from God. You don't deserve it. Two days ago, One sister in the church, line me, keep lining to help me to be able to get the COVID test in Switzerland. How to do this, how to do this, how to do this. Keep lining. I follow every single step because I did not know the law that when I come back to America, I need to have COVID test negative within 72 hours to the US. If you fly out of the country, when you come back, you need negative COVID test. And I did not know what to do in Switzerland. And this person keep giving me instruction. One, two, three, four, what this and that. And at the end, we were able to find out how we're going to get the test in Switzerland. And not only really that, she helped me to get the QR code in my phone so that when I show up in Switzerland, I can show this QR code to any place that I have vaccine. After I finish the whole thing about two hours process, it's a long time to get that. You know what I think? Thank you Lord for sending all these people into my church. This lady is good in this area that I'm not good at, at all. Thank you Lord for sending this person to help me with the sound system. Thank you, Lord, for sending me this person who can do the remodeling, yeah. to run the service, to do the recording, to help me. God sent one American man to church. His name is Stephen. He helped me to record English and Mandarin language. And the sound came out perfect. He was so talented in the area of sound and how to manage the computer. When I look at my members... Some people are good at the money, the financial part, know how to do the financial management. I am thankful. I humble myself and say, God, I did not know everything. You sent all these people to help me. Praise God. I'm so thankful. I honor them. I see them as a gift from heaven to help me. Please look at each other as the grace and the gift from God. Don't look down on each other. Don't compare. Don't say, you're not as good as me. No, they're good. It's something else that you don't know. Everyone say, my brothers and sisters are the gift from God. They are the manifestations of the grace of God. I need them. And they need me. The devil wants to do what? Split you up. The devil wants you to just hate each other and push each other away so that the church will be weak, so that the church will suffer. No, we need to fight against the devil. We're going to be together. We're going to help each other. Amen. How are we to do that? We need to walk by the Spirit. We need to be humble, treat each other with love, with kindness, with faith, with long-suffering, Self-control, sometimes some brother may step on your toes. And instead of, you need to self-control, don't punch back. (laughs) Amen? You just, hi, I love you no matter what. Okay. We should build the church by depending on God's wisdom. Sometimes we think that we're so smart. I'm going to handle this, this way. We think we're so smart. But look at what the Bible says about the wisdom from God. James chapter 3, 13 to 18. Do any of you have wisdom and insight? Show this by living the right way with the humility that comes from wisdom. How do you know that you walk in the wisdom of God? Number one, humility. Don't think you're better than other people. Don't look down on other people. Don't think that I don't need you. You need them. But if you are bitterly jealous and filled with self-centered ambition, what is the wisdom from demon? Jealousy and self-centered ambition. The true wisdom of God will be humble and think about the benefit of others. Don't brag. Don't say that you are wise when it is not true. That kind of wisdom does not come from above. It belongs to this world. This world say, I'm so smart. I'm so wise. I can get rid of you. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be more famous than you. Selfish ambition. It is self-centered and demonic. Wherever there is jealousy and rivalry, fighting, rivalry, jealousy, there is disorder and every kind of evil. However, the wisdom that comes from above is first of all, pure. True wisdom from God comes with purity of the heart, purity of the word. Then it is peaceful. Everyone say, pure. Pure. Peaceful. Peaceful. When you use the wisdom from God, you're going to see peace in the community. Gentle. Be gentle. Amen. By my nature, I'm a taekwondo man, third degree black belt. I like to fight. I also play a lot of sport. But I need to change from being very strong and rude. I need to be gentle, obedient, filled with mercy and good deeds. When you have wisdom from God, you do good to people. You take them out for dinner. You feed them. You speak highly to them. The wisdom from God. Impartial. Oh, I like that group. I don't like that group. So I'm going to take side with that group. No, no impartiality. And sincere. A harvest that has God's approval comes from the peace planted by peacemakers. This is the good word translation. When you walk with the wisdom of God, you will be peacemaker in the community. The Bible warns us again and again not to yield to the flesh or to the demonic oppression because we reap what we sow. Every time you do something or you're going to say something, you ask yourself, do I do this out of the flesh or out of the spirit? Galatians 6, 7-9, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap If we do not lose heart. My brother and sister, no matter what other people are doing, they may gossip about you. They may cause trouble to you. You don't react by walking in the flesh. You just walk in the spirit. Be kind, be loving, be full of wisdom. How to speak to them. You choose to walk in the spirit when they use the flesh to fight with you, punch you, you say, I'm going to walk by the Spirit. I'm not going to punch back. I'm not going to fight back. Because I know when I sow in the Spirit, love, kind, mercy, forgiveness, and be patient and long-suffering, I'm going to reap life. We're going to build the peace and blessing in the community. That's why we need to be careful with our words. Very important to be careful. The book of James talks about wisdom from above. Look at the book of James, what the book of James talks about the words. Do you notice that nowadays with the uh, law in the country, we dare not pull out the knife to stab people because we know we're going to be in jail in the 60s and 70s. Have you ever watched the movie called Saturday Night Fever? The 70s? They wear some pants and they walk like this. Saturday Night Fever in the 70s. In that generation, oh, I tell you, on the street, they punch each other, they stab one another. And that happened in Thailand too, in the 70s. But nowadays, no one pulled a knife out to kill because they know they're going to be arrested and be in jail. But today, you stab people with your mouth. Be careful. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Are you the teacher? Do you form a like group to teach? Do you teach in your care group? Hmm, I'm a teacher. I'm gonna teach. But God said, be careful. God is going to be strict on you. Because you hold a position, you have the authority to teach my word, I'm going to have the stricter judgment on you. For we all stumble in many things. Be careful. Repent of your sin as soon as possible if you are a teacher of the word of God. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. How many people want to be a perfect woman and perfect man? Don't stumble don't make mistakes in your word. He is a perfect man, able also to brittle the whole body. When you can brittle your mouth, your tongue, you can brittle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at chips, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Wow. Our mouth tends to say wrong things. Yesterday, Pastor da, can I share that story? <laughs> it's interesting. We took this couple out for dinner. But Pastor Da, because of the rain and the street very dark, she could not park her car straight down like this, parallel to the sidewalk. She parked this way. And she tried a few times, but she could not see the sidewalk the person behind, we carry two persons in our car. The person behind say this, you're a bad driver. <laughs> or oh, you don't know how to drive. That's the same meaning. You're a bad driver. <laughs> and we were thinking, we're taking you to dinner, we pay for you. But you say that you don't know, that is, he doesn't watch his mouth. <laughs> I have another story to tell. Somebody in Thailand ordered vitamin through me. Hunt two thousand dollars from Thailand. So I ordered vitamin from um, the Amazon and mailed to them. And these people say, Do you know that the expiration date is only one year? You don't look at that, that expiration date. And at the end of the writing, say, Where did you go to school? You are the doctor and you go to a bad school. You don't look at the expiration date. That is bad mouth. Wow, I read it and I laugh. I did not fight back. I just laugh. And I explain back. We are in the world of iniquity. We are in the world that people use mouth to bite each other. The tongue is so set among our members that it defies the whole body. And set on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Wow, hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing my brethren these things ought not to be so does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening can a fig tree my brethren bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? does no spring yields both salt water and flesh Watch your mouth. What you write, what you say, please be careful. Especially if you are a teacher in the body of Christ. If you are the teacher in the body of Christ, you need to speak only blessing the promise of God, encouraging words. Don't speak anything that bite other people. Don't abuse your authority. I'm the leader. I have position. I can say whatever I want. No! You cannot say whatever you want. Please watch your mouth. You only can say love, blessing, building up, encouragement. God say, I have strict judgment on you. You have to be careful with your mouth, if you want to build a good community. Our motivation in building God's community or his church should be love. Lately, God showed me love is very important in the life of service. Our motivation should not be position, money, personal gain, title. Or amount of people follow us. No, we do everything in love. Matthew chapter 22, 35 to 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The Bible says love is the most important thing. The Bible described, Though I speak with the tongues, 1 Corinthians 13, of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanking cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, love is more important than power. Love is more important than your supernatural ability, your gifting. I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods, give of giving here, to feed the poor, and though I keep my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long. Love suffers long. Some people make it on your nerve all the time. You suffer long. And it's kind. You are kind. Love does not envy. Do you love your members? Do you love your brothers and sisters? What is your motivation in the ministry? I hope love. Love is so important. If you love, you obey the whole Bible. And you shall be blessed. And you shall be kept and protected by God. Love. I don't think I talk about love enough. We need to love. Love does not parrot itself, is not prideful, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things. Be patient with one another. Just bear with one another. Believe all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. How many people want to have victory all the time? What is the key to victory in life? Love. Love brings success, blessing, and victory. Romans chapter 13 verses 8 to 10. Let no death remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. I am in debt to love you, and you are in debt to love me, and to love even the unlovely in the church. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Do you want to fulfill the law? you want God to be pleased with you? Walk in love. The commandments... Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Every time you do something, you say something, You ask this question. Will I harm or hurt or damage any person around me? Ask yourself. If you do, you don't love. Because when you love, you will not do any harm to anybody at all. Amen? Amen. Can we build a church that way? Let me go on just a little bit more. Now, this is a problem. Sometimes we pick to fight the wrong battle. Who is our enemy? Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 12. Who is our enemy? Last of all, I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand safe against all strategies and tricks of Satan. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers. This is from the Living Bible of the unseen world. Those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. Sometimes we pick the wrong battle. Your wife is not your enemy. And your husband is not your enemy. Your Christian brother and sister in the same church are not your enemy. There are your brothers and sisters in the same family. Therefore, don't pick the battle to fight against one another in the church. Whom do you fight with? Satan, evil spirit. Instead of fighting each other, pray for one another for protection. Amen? Amen. I don't want to pick the fight with my members here at all. They're all my brother and sister. We're all going to pray for one another, support one another. Amen. I noticed that a lot of churches get into big trouble because they fight each other in the church. <laughs> Bite each other, devour each other, attack each other, gossip about one another, and the devil sit on his place. It's fun to see your guys fight each other. And the church is going to break up. You lose the war because you fight each other. Every time you start to think about fighting somebody, remember this your enemy is not your brothers and sisters, your enemy is the devil. Therefore, every time conflicts happen in the church, practice Matthew 18 15 to 17. If your brother sins against you, go and show his fault, show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him... As you would a pagan or a tax collector this is a principle in your life believe me somebody gonna offend you somebody gonna make you upset instead of telling the third and fourth person and another group about that person offense towards you, you should go directly to talk to that person in love and clear it out. The principle is Make sure the least people in the world will know about this conflict. Don't drag more people to get involved with this talking. Oh, A, offend me. Hey, B and C, A, offend me. Even before you go to your pastor or your leader, you talk to A first. Not bring the issue to even your pastor. Amen? And if it's not resolved, who you talk to? Talk to leader, not members or people under you or your friend. Because your friend and new believers cannot help you resolve the problem. You need to bring leader to come get involved with that. This is the principle Matthew 18. Don't bring the issue of your conflict with other people to the third and fourth person without talking to that person personally to avoid problem. Amen? Amen. Psalm 15, 1 to 3, almost end. Lord, who may go and find refuge and shelter in your tabernacle up on your holy hill? How many people want to find protection and shelter? Anyone who leads a blameless life and is truly sincere, anyone who refuses to slander others and does not listen to gossip, never harms his neighbor. I want to be under God's protection. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to do slandering. I'm not going to get involved in harming my neighbors so God can protect me. In New Hope International Church, we have the culture. Zero gossiping. Zero. Amen? If you live in this church long enough, you stay here, you know. We don't have gossiping here at all. If people have problems, they talk to each other and done. No one else know about it. Proverbs chapter 11, 12 to 13. A person who despises a neighbor has no sense. But a person who has understanding keeps quiet. Everyone say quiet. quiet. Whoever gossips gives away secret. But whoever is trustworthy in spirit can keep a secret. Don't gossip. Watch your mouth carefully. 2 Corinthians 12, 20 to 21. This is in the New Testament now. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. For I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find. I don't like what I find. Have I felt that way like Paul? Yes. (laughs) Pastor Diane, and I sometimes went to visit a church Oh. Which is half headache because people there were fighting, gossiping, and oh, so bad. And you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I will fight quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Wow, happened in the New Testament and happened to today. Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. Oh, the Bible. You have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. Paul was so strong. I have not seen you repented. You still walk in sinful nature. Please stop doing that. Do you want the blessing? Do you want more anointing? Do you want to have favor from God? If you want to bring the blessing to your church, to your children, to the community that you are in, We need to stop walking in sinful nature. Pride, hatred, jealousy, selfish ambition, quarreling, discord, gossiping, attacking each other, hating each other. Watch your mouth. Don't bring the issue of this person to tell this person because you are destroying the church yourself by talking too much. Believe me. If A did something to me and I told B and C, eventually A going to know that I talked to B and C about A. I can guarantee. You cannot keep it secret. The whole church is going to get into big trouble because everyone talks like that. And why we talk? Because we hate, we're jealous, we're unhappy, we're not forgiving. We go hold grudges and we feel that I'm great. I'm very big here. You cannot offend me like this. I'm going to fight with you. It's all the flesh. Give it to God. Humble, love people, forgive people. One of the key to receive answer from prayer. How many people want to pray answer 100% of the time? Me too. Thank God, God answered my prayer these two days that the rain stopped for me, for the kingdom. The key is forgiveness. Let me read the scripture quickly. And I'm almost done. Mark chapter 11. 23 and 24. Truly, I tell you, if anyone say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, faith, but believe, faith, that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I believe the rain is going to stop for me. During the hours, I make video recording. And listen carefully, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Verse 25 is linked to verse 23 and 24 about prayer. You want God to answer your prayer 100%? Love your neighbors. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. And what is a commandment? Love my neighbor as myself. And when you love your neighbor, you forgive them. You do good to those who hurt you. You bless those who persecute you. You don't retaliate back. You walk in love. And you build peace and unity. The church that has unity will experience the blessing of God. Amen? Amen? Last scripture, last passage. Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there, there, the community of unity. The Lord commanded the blessing and life forevermore. Let us build the community of love and peace. Let's practice all what I say here. In conclusion, die to yourself. Say no to your sinful nature. Don't practice sin, jealousy, hatred, fighting, gossiping. Watch your mouth. Resolve the conflict by one-on-one meeting. Not gossip about that person. Be careful. Treat people with love. Win people with love. You know, sometimes they don't want to work with you because you offend them. The way you talk, the way you make your facial expression, especially Thai people, I don't know if Americans do this or not. I don't even know any American word for this. Maybe Pastor Brenda can help me. Any American word for this action? Disdaining glance. Disdaining glance. Disdaining glance. You know, sometimes you don't say much. I don't like that guy. And he see me. The way I look at him. And he knows I hate him. And you know what happened? No unity. Fighting. Because we don't make decisions to love people. To appreciate people. To see, to humble ourselves and see that other people are good at something that we are not good at. Appreciate them. Value them. See the importance in their life. When you see people, you are the grace of God. When you see people, oh, you're the blessing. You need to look at people that way. You're the blessing. You are the grace for my life. I humble myself. I need you. Stay with me, please. You are important. You are precious. You are so valuable. Think that way. Amen? Wow, everyone's so quiet today. I think today the bullet hit so many people today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we ask you, Lord, to help us to practice what we learned today, that your servant, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to write all the scriptures in the Bible, Lord, both the Old and the New Testaments, Lord. And we learned from their experiences in the past how they built the church, how to build the community of God. And Lord, we want to be spiritual people, not carnal people. Help us, Lord, to control our mouth. Help us to control our thoughts, our mind. And help us to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Remind us all the time, Father, that we have been crucified with Christ. We're going to say no to sin. And we're gonna say yes to the Spirit of God. Lord, even though it's so painful to forgive somebody, to love somebody who who is not lovely, but we're gonna yield to you, we're gonna obey you, even though it's painful, Lord. We're gonna love people around us. And Lord, we know that sometimes we face the situation like that, the offense the conflict, in order to test our faith, to test our character, so that we can learn the lesson and grow more, Lord. We believe, Father, this teaching will help so many people, Lord, to be mature, to be fruitful and effective in their family life and in the church life, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.